Hey, how's it going? Welcome to Just a Sip. <laughs> Today we have Danielle, our producer, on. How are you doing? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Danielle does not like to be on mic. No, she does not. <laughs> and I'm scaring her because now she has headphones on. We're trying to make the podcast a better podcast. So that's why we wear the headphones. I know, and as you, the editor, I appreciate it. There we go. All right. We're doing another island beer. Ireland. That's what I just said. Ireland beer. Oh, sounded like you said island. Oh, no. Ireland. Yes. The last one. I promise you people. I know the last five of eight <laughs> have been beers from Ireland. This is not an Irish podcast. No, but we have a really good one. It's something that we can't get this specific one in the States, right? Not yet. Okay. So this is Smidwick's Blonde Ale and it's a 4.1%. And now they have Kilkenny. Yes. Is that different than this one? Yes, because that's their... Kilkenny is just like their um, red. This is their blonde. Okay, okay. So what can you kind of tell us about it? Do you about, remember? Yeah, about the blonde? It's delicious. <laughs> is it kind of... It's like, it's not a cream ale or anything, right? No, like the that's Kilkenny the Kilkenny. Is, okay, yeah, it's on, that's on nitro. Yes. This is just a very light, crisp... Smooth, easy drink. Yeah, that's blonde. really good. That held up incredibly well. It did. Okay, so we can kind of talk about this a little bit because me and Chosie talked about it when we uh, brought back those craft beers from Ireland. They had they weren't that great, and we were wondering like, is it that the flight made them bad, or were they just bad to begin? Or not? I don't want to say bad. We just didn't enjoy them that much. So was it the flight or was it just, that's what the beer is like, but we brought this one back and this was it. Those other two or three were in cans. This one's a bottle. I'm wondering if that makes a difference. I don't know if it's that, or if it's just the type of beer, like for instance, the IPAs and the hazy IPA, especially because when we went to founders, they told us that we couldn't bring the Oblana Monocon back because it was a hazy and it had to stay at a certain temperature. Like it's a much more controlled. Yeah experience. So I don't know if maybe that's that or if it's just luck of the draw. Yeah, maybe. So what do you think about it? I mean, I know you just said it's a delicious, but this, ha okay. So it's a blonde. I mean, I'm trying to think of like a American beer that you can kind of compare the color to what, <laughs> what the commercials of Budweiser is. Yeah. It's a, it's a darker, it's like a dirty brown. blonde. It's a yeah. dirty blonde. Okay. There you go. Dirty blonde. Uh, there's not a whole lot of head on it, but it might be the way we poured it too. Uh, do you remember there being a head when you poured it? A little bit, but not a whole lot. Yeah, not a whole lot. But that could also be part of the travel. That's true. But this is really good stuff. I'm hoping that we kind of get this over in our area sooner than later. I do remember them saying that they were hoping to get it over here, but I don't know if that's actually like... It's going to happen now or when. Yeah. They just said at the Smittix Brewery, they were like, well, hopefully in the next year or so we'll have it over. But there weren't, that was the lady at the gift shop. So we also talked to a man while we were in Belfast or was it Galway? Which one? Where the, um, the whiskey museum. Belfast. Okay. So Belfast. And he was talking about, he, he was telling us about different Irish whiskeys. He said, make sure you get your hands on like the uh, castmates and specialty Jamesons. And also to get Red Breast and all those right now, because they're probably going to go up in price 
because of trading and tariffs and all kinds of stuff? Yes, because there, it's not necessarily the, I don't know if it will affect the beers. I don't remember him that talking about- That was my question. Yeah. I think that was the Irish whiskey. So because it's just the, Irish whiskey, not just all imports from Ireland. He made it sound like it was the taxes. Okay. Because they're going to have to pay way higher taxes shipping it over here. I don't know if it's going to be the same type of thing. For instance, the, I think we, you've talked about it on the show before, excuse me, um, that in Ireland, they only get like their bourbons are only 40 proof as opposed to yes. 45, which is here because they have to pay more taxes just for every percentage. Yeah. So is I every don't percentage know. Over 40? No, it's every percent percentage, I believe. Like, oh, geez. Once it's over a certain, so they're thing. just like, well, the max that we'll ever pay is for forty percent because it's to be classified ridiculous. as a bourbon. It has to be forty proof. Oh, okay. okay so okay. they have to have it at that to be considered a bourbon if it goes over that. And they also admitted well, they're like, it's not a bourbon though because it's not made in the U.S. No, I'm saying the bourbons from here that are going over there. Oh, they have to pay taxes when it comes in. Okay, so if they send. Like, let's say a Buffalo Trace, when they get it here, it's a 40% Buffalo Trace or is it 45%? If they buy it here? No, no, no. When we send from the, from the US, we like say we send a bottle of Buffalo Trace to Ireland to sell, like a, a pallet of Buffalo Trace. Is that whole pallet of Buffalo Trace going to be 40% or 45%? 40 they have to... So they have to lower it just for the ones that go internationally. Yes, because mm -hmm. they have to pay a percentage over it. So they don't want to pay any more than they... The minimum for a bourbon to be classified a bourbon is 40 proof. Okay. So they'll do it that for we cheapest. We just have 45%. Also, he admitted that they're all from Ireland and Great Britain and everything. And they have much softer palates because Irish yeah. whiskey does not have the same bite that a bourbon does. I was showing that to the guys the other day. We had, you know, we got our whole stash here of different bourbons and whiskeys. And I was showing them, I was like, well, you see this 45%, 45%. There was a couple of bottles there that had, were like barrel proof and that kind of stuff. But the majority, you know, all of our stuff, 45. And then I was like, every single Irish whiskey, 40%. And it's just not something that I, I ever picked up until somebody said something. And it could be just because I don't know what their limits are over there. That's just what they like. That's what it is. It's 40. But when we send stuff over to there, they don't want to pay the extra taxes and they don't, they don't have a pallet for it. Gotcha. Okay. So it's just not as popular in that area. Right. Cause they're used to the 40 proof whiskeys. So if you were to give them a 45 proof Sazerac, Buffalo trace, anything like that, yeah. they're going to be. Ugh. That's probably why. Uh, so when we were over there, well, this was in, what was the first place that we stopped when I had the Kilkenny Kilkenny that was Kilkenny where we stopped at that wine place where we stopped at the, at the wine center. Yes. Okay. So in Kilkenny, and that's where we did the bourbon tasting. That's right. Okay, great. Yes. So in Kilkenny, we stopped at this place called the Wine, uh, Wine Center. And I talked to Josie about this as well. But it, it did come odd to me that the owner or the manager of the establishment, he asked me my opinion on a bourbon that the, uh, um, the, distributor. the distributor was trying to sell him, which is uh, 1792. So over here, right. see it all the time, all over the place, really easy to get your hands on. And I was like, this is just like a normal bottle. It was like the red label, normal, normal bottle. So I was like, okay, well, that's, shouldn't you have had that before kind of a thing in my mind? But now thinking about it, that makes a whole lot more sense. Like we don't sell a whole lot of bourbon in this area. It's just Irish whiskey. Right. Cause that's what they just did. 
we don't see near as much anything from over there as they do like here we don't a few places sell guinness but it's becoming more and more popular but over there every place sells guinness so over here every place sells bourbon over there only certain ones make it okay so getting back to the beer then when it comes to irish beers what's your favorite Ooh, i just irish beer not irish whiskey or anything like that yeah um it depends on what i'm in the mood for i mean i always have a soft spot for guinness yeah. But it's also one of the easiest ones to get in the States. Right. Now, I have lately, um, whenever we go to any of the Irish pubs around us, they do have Kilkenny on tap, on Nitro. Yes, it's so good. And I've been leaning more towards that than Guinness recently, just because I have no idea. Um, but then, for instance, when we go to Disney and it's hot out, I don't go for a Guinness. I go for a Harp or a Smittix or something like okay. that. So yeah, it just depends on, I mean, especially here in Florida because we have such variations in weather. Right. It's just going to depend on the situation. And I'm very much, if it's hot out, I'm going to drink a light, easy, refreshing beer. If it's cold out, then I'll go darker. Okay. But say you're at a house party and they literally have like five different Irish beers, you know, you're in air conditioning. What would be, I'm putting your feet to the fire. I know. If it's beginning of the night. Okay. Yeah. Let's say that. It'll be something like this Smittix Blonde or a Harp. End of the night, it'll be a Guinness. Okay. The other night we had some friends over to the house, uh, actually for a, a whiskey tasting. And by the end of it, you know, we had a bunch of beers as well here at the house. So everybody could choose whatever they wanted. Uh, like we got some still on the table here. We got some, somebody brought some Sierra Nevada. Uh, Which, how surprising that that was one of the most popular <laughs> American craft that beers me, to make it to Ireland. Like, yeah, like a Blue Ribbon Award. Yeah, it, like, okay. it's like the number two beer in Ireland is Sierra Nevada. Yeah. So, and then like we have, uh, let's see here, what do we have? We have uh, High Lie and Modelo Negro. See. Si. So, <laughs> we did. Yo quiero Modelo. And then we had three cans of Guinness left that I like last minute threw into the cooler. So you shouldn't have thrown them in. Well, it wasn't there in the beginning of the night. I threw them at the, at the very end. And cause I was like, Oh, well, we'll just try to get rid of some beer. We can always buy another four pack of, of Guinness or whatever. And by the end of the night I had opened up a high lie. I had probably two sips out of it. And I was just like, you know what? I can't do this. It's too late. I mean, cause we, I, I opened another one up cause we're at our house. So I was like, I'm not driving anywhere. And I just get to go right to bed as soon as everybody leaves. But I and just ended up basically throwing it away. And then there was one Guinness left. And I was like, oh, yes. Grabbed the Guinness and it was perfect. It's a great end the night beer. Yeah. But I can I can drink it. And I've said this a bunch. Any time of the year. It really does not bother me. And it doesn't matter what I'm eating. I mean, you've seen me eat like hot wings in Guinness. Yeah, which that does not go well together. But it just doesn't bother me. I don't know what it is about it. But it's just like, it's so good. But I I have been seeing myself now that I know about Kilkenny and Smittix, Smidwix, whatever you want to call it. Smittix. Okay. They, they said to it be both fair, ways. We had the same tour guide. One tour guide say <laughs> One it tour guide ways. say it. Oh, he said it three different ways because he said Smithwix, Smittix, and Smitwix. 
Okay. I think like he said well, it. He was like halfway falling asleep during our tour. So when we were going to kill Kenny, oh, well, you're going to go out there to the brewery out back and then you you're just going to keep on. And the way that they started. It's so funny that he wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> no, he just went straight through it. Yeah. So, okay. What would you give this a rating? We do. You obviously know our rating system. <laughs> one out of 10. If you had to rate it, what would it be? See, I'm going to rank this one higher because this is my That's fine. It's, wheelhouse. It's, it's literally just from person to person. So I would give it a seven. That is a solid beer. A little bit lower only because it's just 4.1, which always seems somewhat useless. Um, but I didn't, I failed to do this earlier. The actual description on the bottle is a crisp session ale brewed with Polaris hops for a sunlit golden taste, citrus aroma, and Moorish malty flavor. Look at that. It's an awesome bottle. I wish we got bottles that big here because that's 500 milliliters. Yep. That's That's half a, like almost a wine bottle. Is that a pint? No. Well, I don't know. I think it's a pint. I have no idea what milliliters to. Yeah, I don't know. But it's just like a, it's like a thicker bottle. You'll see it on our social media. We'll have a a picture posted. Okay. So I want everybody to kind of get to know you a little bit. Cause I always say like, I, I switch between like our producer or Danielle, our producer, my wife, you are all things to me, baby. Mm. So, so nice of you. So I want to ask you a couple of questions about, uh, beer and alcohol for you. What does that mean? 16 ounces? It's 16.9 ounces so is 500 milliliters. So just over a, a pint. pint. Okay, cool. So I want to ask you first. I know these questions, but maybe it has changed. What is your favorite beer? You did not warn me of any of these. No. You just this sat down and handed yep. me a microphone. Oh, I don't know. I mean, my old faithful forever yeah. has been Roquefort 10. That's what I thought you were going to say. So I didn't know if it changed or not, you know. No, I just haven't had Belgian beers in a really long time. Now <laughs> we had one sitting in the fridge for way too long. That's not a beer that you can necessarily no, age. No. And uh, it was rough, rough, rough. Yeah. So I don't know. Because I've just been drinking lighter beers so much lately that I haven't had. We, we, when we stopped going to World of Beer, it, it really. changed the game. Yeah. I do miss having them in our area. And I know Florida still has like two, but it's just not close to us at all. So for us to go, it's just. It never happens. And now I, I kind of feel like cheated by them a little bit. And so I'm just like, if there's an opportunity to go, I'm like, eh, there's probably a better place to go. Especially, okay, so there's one kind of near um, I drive for those who in Central Florida. And... Oh, Yard House? So we go to Yard House instead of going to World of Beer. And or I think even they have half more wall. taps. Or even Half Wall right well, here. Well, Half Wall we have near us, so that's kind of nice. And they got like probably about 50 taps or something like that. Something close to that. Oh, that's one. Um, Cloud Chaser by... Uh, what about them? That's one of my recent, like... Oh, okay, gotcha. Go-to craft beers. Yeah, with craft beers, like, I love ZFG by... Oh, man, I can't remember the name of that company. <laughs> this is the Professional Beer right, Cat. I know. Beer podcast, folks. No, no, no. I said this from the beginning. I was like, I don't know anything, so hopefully I'm going to talk to people who know more than me. <laughs> Yeah, and then you pull me on. Yeah. Uh, ZFG, they make uh, Laser Bear and a few different ones. I cannot remember the name of their company, but- Hidden Springs. Hidden Springs. Okay, Aleworks. that's the brewery. Aleworks. 
Hidden Springs Ale oh, Works. Hi- Hidden Springs Ale Works. Okay. And uh, that's a really good one. That zero IBU IPA is so good. Oh, it's changing the game. So our ABC close by us has gotten a beer bar and beer and liquor bar. So you can try stuff like they got what, like four taps, something like that. Yeah. Four beer taps and then like eight wine taps. Yeah. So you can try some of their more popular wines and beers. And spirits. And spirits as well. Yeah. You can do, it's like $3 a shot or something like that. It's like an ounce. It was like three or five bucks. Or no, it the was, beers were $3. Yeah, $3 for like a. Yeah. Just a little sample of it or something like that. Yeah. I think it was like an eight ounce. Yeah. But it's not bad. And then. It's a uh, sipping shop. Yeah. Yeah. Take it around. But you go, oh, okay. You know what? I'd rather get this for a party or what it would it be. And they do growlers and crowlers there too. So yeah. if you like it. They can feel anything. Yeah. So that was really nice. But then they have uh six point. I love six point. I just love That's all their probably beers. probably your favorite. That's probably one of my favorite breweries for sure. Uh, I definitely buy the most amount. Definitely if I'm going to have like a session IPA, it's going to be Founders all day. Love that stuff. But I'm moving a little bit away from Founders. I think I just had like a big love for them because they're from my hometown. And I think that changed a lot when we went up there. Yeah, it was so corporate. Yeah, they've they've lost a little bit of that charm. Because we went to Vivant Brewery and it was still small. Oh, but their beers are next level. The good thing, the one thing that like really saved Founders for me was when we went that they had amazing food. Those, they had all those sandwiches and the sandwiches were so good. And with the beer. Oh, it's perfect. It was so, so good. But well, that's how, um, like our friend Tammy that lives down by Funky Buddha, she's kind of our Funky Buddha provider. Yeah. Even she was saying the last time she was up here that they've kind of changed a little bit because she, she used to be there all when the time. We went, they were huge. Right. But, but they used to be smaller. Like yeah. they were always a little bit bigger because it's a very hot spot down there. But she's even noticed the change in the last couple of years of how corporate it's become. And I get as a company, you want to grow and expand and make more money, all that kind of stuff. But you definitely lose some charm and that like certain feel that you get from like an awesome microbrewery or small brewery. Yeah. So I'm looking for more of those. I mean, I'm sure Six Point is just as big as anybody else and their distribution is pretty wide. But they have a new one called Party Hat. Yeah, the hazy, right? Oh, so I've been looking for a good hazy since we had Oblana Monacon. That's fair. And I have not found a good hazy. Has I've had probably like, I, I mean, it's good. It's really good. But I don't know if anything will ever touch that one from Vivant. It was we just so good. We need to go back up. Yeah. That beer cheese pretzel. So. I would bathe in that stuff. <laughs> so um, now that I found um, Party Hat, I'm definitely going to be looking for a lot more of those hazy IPAs just because I really do enjoy them. They're a little bit easier to drink. Uh, I mean, it's easier to drink than even a highlight, you know? And highlights to me is not that hard to drink. I mean, it's just a basic, really good IPA. Yeah. But um, again, I'm moving farther away from those IPAs just because it's not... Like if I don't have IPAs regularly, I'm like, ooh, that first sip, I'm like, okay. I got to like mentally like change myself into like enjoying this beer. 
But I think industry-wide, you're starting to see that too, because more and more people are doing the hazies. They're doing, they're either doing a hazy, a double, or the zero IBU IPA. Not too many people are coming out with new, just straight IPAs anymore either. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess you, it's something that I complain about, but I know that it, companies probably just have to do it is making us go like, oh, wow, like you did something different because then you're just the same. And especially if you want distribution, when your beer is in the store and it's next to five other IPAs, they're going to go, well, why is yours better than the rest of theirs? That's fair. And like, I always buy Highlight, so why would I buy yours? Then you got to be like, well, mine has this to just to stand out. But I just don't like it when it's just like, 40 different flavors in one thing and you're like, okay, but now I didn't get anything. It's just a mix of all kinds of stuff. Now, some people do it correctly, but it's much smaller. Like Red Cypress, I know we talked about this. Red Cypress did the chocolate. Peanut butter, banana. Yeah, chocolate, peanut butter, <sighs> banana, milk stout. So good. It was incredible. I don't, I'm not a huge stout fan. But that beer was amazing next level. Yeah. I remember taking it to Chosie and Chosie was like our resident, like dark beer man. And he loved, loved it. And I remember I gave it to him and he just sat down and just poof, it was gone. Yeah. Cause you think it would be too much peanut butter, chocolate, banana. No. Like it, it's a lot, but it was so perfectly well balanced. It's still so sad that they're gone. I know. Like, I, I talk about it all the time on the podcast. And I was just like, I wish they were still around. I wish. And I, we still got those cans of, we're probably going to have to do a show on that, of their, uh, of their stout. Oh, of death roll? Death roll. You don't have any more kitchen sink, do you? No, no. That was their specialty ones that came okay. out every once in a while. And we would drink them right away. But anyways, so we, I don't think I actually got a rating for yours. Because we kind of started talking. What would be your rating? One to ten. Mine was a seven. Oh, it was a seven. I interrupted yours. No, that's okay. I want to rate it high. I mean, this is like, it's really good. And this has been kind of sitting in our I thought it was going to be not so great because it's been sitting in our fridge for how long have we been back now? Uh, we got this like Thanksgiving week, basically. November? Yeah, no, the end of November. It's still awesome. Yeah, no, it's good. And I mean, I think the whole, exp I think the whole experience was really good too, just going to the brewery. Um, and I would highly recommend it to anyone because it is, I think it was the oldest. I think it's. Their blonde is the oldest one they've been doing? No, just Smithix. Yeah, 1710. Oh yeah, they're older than Guinness. That's what they said. Yep. And. But Guinness owns them now. Yeah, Guinness bought them out. Because Guinness was just like, oh, you're getting bigger than us? Oh. <laughs> and they just but take them over. And it's just an interesting story. If you ever go and you learn all about, like, that was their original spot is where it still is in Kilkenny. And you learn all of the weird laws and intricacies because the guy that started it legally wasn't allowed to start it due to religion. And he was like a monk or something. Well, the monks did it. And then... Oh, the monks started there. Yeah. And then... And then somebody built... Uh, Mr. Smittick was the one who started yeah. it, but he couldn't put his name on it. So a friend of his opened the beer or opened the brewery. And then it wasn't until like 
150, 200 years later that he was actually able to put his, his great grandson was able to put the name back on or something like that. Right. And that's why grandson. it's Smittix and Sons. Yeah. I think it was his grandson when he was in his like 60s. Was able to put the yeah, name. Was finally able to put it on there. But it, no, it was an awesome brewery, awesome um, beer tour. And uh, so if you go, if you ever go, there's two different type of tickets. <laughs> Let's explain this because we got the evil eye from like everybody else. We had what? Uh, it was four of us. And then there's probably eight to 10 people on the whole tour. Yeah. Eight or nine. And I think a couple of them were like 16 year olds. So they didn't drink. Like it was a family. Yeah, there was a family that had two girls that weren't, that weren't old enough. No, it was only one girl that wasn't old enough. Oh, okay. But anyway, so we bought our tickets 25 bucks. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. I don't remember exactly what it was. It might've been cheaper than that. I think it might've been $20 for each of us. And that was the tour plus three five ounce pours. Right. But there was a cheaper. No. Oh. Yes. Yeah. That's what it came with. Okay. So the original one is like 20 bucks and it comes with a pint. Yes. For $3 more, you get three five ounce pints or three five ounce pours. Gotcha. Yeah. At the end. So. So you can try different things of just getting one pint of whatever. Right. And it yeah. says it right there when you're buying your ticket, you have the option. But I do think everybody bought it there instead of buying it online. Like we did. We bought ours beforehand. Yeah. We bought ours like as we were walking into the in door. And bought theirs. <laughs> like right there at the table. So they didn't really, they weren't like looking too well mm-hmm. and like cheap one, get it. And then they got it. And then everyone, and then when they started pouring our like three different, I was like, yep, one of each. And then they poured all three of them. And then everyone's like, well, we want that. What we want, what they got. And they're like, that's not what you paid for. You paid for one pint. They paid for the three pours, And they're all like, Oh, okay. <laughs> they just weren't happy about it. So if you go get the one that comes with the three, five ounce pours. Yeah. Totally to worth go. it. And you can still at any time buy another pint, yeah, another half pint. And it was all five whatever. bucks. That's the awesome thing about Ireland was that all their beers, five bucks, no matter where you went. Yeah. I mean, well, five euro, euro. or whatever, but it is what it is when you're oh. using your credit card. It's And it's a pretty close conversion right now. Yeah. I think it's like a dollar to a dollar 15 or a dollar 20. Like you don't lose a whole lot. So I'm just going to agree with you. Me and Ben talk about this all the time. We always agree with each other, but a seven is really a good spot for it. It's a really decent beer. It kept very well because we've had it for a while. And even warming up, it still tastes good. And normally with the lighter beers. Yeah. They funk up pretty quickly. Yeah. But no, this one's staying pretty, uh, is maintaining its, its taste and everything. So yeah, I like it. Um, I definitely recommend if you haven't gotten anything from Schmidix or Kilkenny before, next time you're at an Irish pub, ask for it and just try it. Especially if you like, like, um, what do you call it? Uh, cream ales. Yeah. The Kilkenny is. The, get the Kilkenny. It's super creamy. It's really, really good. And I'm not a giant fan of cream ales. That's not normally my favorite, but I do enjoy it. I could knock back some killer whale cream ale though. Yeah. That's, that's one of your favorite ones too. So. But anyways, uh, definitely try it next time you're out, and I think you guys will enjoy it. Thank you guys so much for listening, and until next time, see ya. Later.